0: go Tomahawk. I'm Mike and I got my line mate Matt with me. And today we're going to go over the Blackhawks' last two games. Uh they dropped both of them. And we're going to go over some NHL news, but first, Matt, Hawks dropped two this week. They played Tampa and the Predators. I the Tampa game was closer than this Predators game was. I I think. But I think uh the the Predators also kind of bored them to death because they're such a brutal brutal team to uh to watch. They had a guy that was actually asleep at the game today. <laughs> He was literally, had his he had his head on his girlfriend or his, his wife or what have you, and the dude was sleeping. You know, that kind of goes to show you what it's like at a at a Nashville Predators game. But we'll talk about the Tampa game first. Um, Matt Kucherov came into town, Brandon Hagel came into town, and uh, the Hawks uh, dropped that one. I think that they, they skated with them pretty well. They kept it pretty close up until the end when uh, Hagel buried that empty netter but uh this is kind of what we're expecting they're they're competitive is there anything from this this game any players that kind of stood out in this game to you
1: um you know what i it was mostly from the other side for me i thought that tampa did a great job shutting bedard down i mean they yeah they learned their lesson from the first game connor i think had four points against them and Man, they were all over him. The second appearance, which was the you know the second to last game from today, but right. they were all over him. And I I think Cooper, Coach Cooper over there, one of the best still. He's he uh, had a game plan for him, and honestly, if you're any coach in the league and you're playing the Hawks, Connor Bedard is the threat. You know, he's the guy you got to cover. And man, he he did a great job. Just absolutely taken everything away from him and it was one of the first games i've seen connor look like a non-factor like he didn't look yeah. as bedardish as all the other games every time he touches the puck he was a threat but yeah i like i said i the goaltending i know for tampa is not going to be the same but I, they're still finding ways to win they ended up beating nash or i'm sorry they ended up beating um edmonton today so they're they're resurging right now and it's scary to think is and their starting goalie, one of the best goalies in the league, isn't here yet. So keep an eye on this team, man. I think they could make some noise in the playoffs if they make it.
0: Yeah, I um I noticed Hadbin, man, he was, you know, playing up up in the play later on in, in the game. He looked really good. Yeah. You're right. Um, he Bedard, had a good goal. They had uh they, they showed that they had Two guys, if Bedard was on the right side, they had two guys on him wherever he went, and uh, that was pretty much their game plan. And it worked. Oh, yeah, I was them. really surprised that they th- that the Hawks bench didn't pick up on that and find a way to for some outlet p- passes up the middle or something. Because if there's two guys on Bedard, that means that there's less for the rest of the other four guys.
1: Yeah, well, that's just a gamble. Cooper wanted to take. He's like, well, go ahead. We'll yeah. leave these guys open. They're not counter Bedard. So he took his chances, and I feel like Tampa was just all over the Hawks. And I thought Morazic, yeah. I think Morazic was in net. He was solid, man. Yeah. And I dude, I think he's gonna be. I think there's gonna be a lot of guys watching him at the deadline. If he can keep this play up, you're gonna need a good goalie with experience. Like I, I always say this, Toronto. Keep a close eye on this guy. He's He might be a piece you might need in the playoffs.
0: Well, Blackhawks have, I think, 13 draft picks within the next two drafts alone.
1: It, they could get more, too. I think I think Tyler Johnson's been very good. I think he scored a goal today. Yeah, he um, did. He's been good. And you know what? He, he's he got like a chip on his shoulder. I don't know if he, like he's got this attitude yeah. like he's the small guy getting pushed around and I think he even said that about Bedard. He's like, "Yeah, we're smaller, and people think they can push us around." And you got to have that "fu" mentality. Is what he said. And yeah, he's playing. I like, like him. He's playing really gritty. I like it. And he, I think he's going to draw some interest. I think the the cat pit kind of sucks. I think he's making six million, but I, you know what? He's a Stanley Cup champion. He knows how to win. He looks like a good leader out there, and he makes plays. He he makes something happen mostly every shift. You know, so. Maybe uh, he can draw in a couple uh, draft picks for us, too, at the deadline.
0: Alex Vlasic has looked good, man. He had a uh, breakaway today, and his skating has gotten much better. Last year, I thought that he was skated well, but it seems like his, skate, his skating has gotten even better this year. Somebody to look out for. I like him.
1: Yeah, Vlasic, and um, I, re- I like what Korch is doing back there he's oh, young yeah. let him I was going to get in him in a minute Yeah, let him make as many mistakes as he wants. he's just going to get experience this year and get him a full season I, I think right now the only thing I don't like is the um, just I think I think Connor needs to be surrounded with the line mates that are going to make him succeed I, and I think you should try putting Corey Perry and him together and maybe I think uh, Taylor Hall's back now and he, he needs to play with elite players. And I think he got an assist today. Yeah, whoop de do. but he's got the shoot-first mentality, which is something the Blackhawks haven't had in a very, very long time, probably since Jeremy Roenick, a guy who wants to shoot the puck and score a lot of goals. So this guy needs to shoot the puck, and he needs playmakers to get him the puck. And I think he's just, tr- he's, they're asking him to do too much. You know, this guy's skating the puck in, he's kind of working the power play, and making good passes to guys and they are kind of looking for him to take the shot. He's, he's been covered a lot. I think they're asking too much. They need to get him some skill. I'm hoping the Hawks can just do a better job and, you know, give him a, a better supporting cast.
0: I've mentioned this before, but I think that they need to take Seth Jones off of that number one power play unit and move him on onto number two and put Korchinski on that number one power play unit and let him move the puck around because, him and uh Bedard, they have some pretty good chemistry together. And I like the way Korchinski plays. You know, he plays with his head up. Uh he he's bit man, I'll tell you what, they uh, you know, they let him know that, hey, we're gonna keep you up, find an apartment, you know. Yeah. And uh that's probably like a big weight off of his back for him to knowing that he's not gonna be sent down um during allow him make his mistakes and he's playing very well. He's skating well, um, he's shooting when when um you know, when lanes are open and actually from his shot the other day was how, was how, uh, I think it was that first game with Tampa. That's how, Oh, what's gosh dang it, man. What's his name? Lucas Reichel got his first goal of the season.
1: Yeah. That shot pass. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And He's been
1: uh, playing good too. I, I'm really, he, I'm happy with Reichel. I, I think he also needs to be surrounded with better line mates because you, I mean, you're asking these younger guys to do a little too much, I think. And I'm, I'm kind of surprised Richardson hasn't shuffled him around a little bit and try to go a little top heavy at times, but he he just doesn't. But nothing against the coach. I think the uh, Richardson's a great coach. He's a perfect yeah, coach so for too. these young guys. But I think there's there's going to be times where like you, you don't want to piss your your star off. You, you want to get him. You want to get him going. When he was getting two goals a game, two assists, he looked like he looked good, man. Like he, looked, yeah, he th- did. This kid's going to get forty goals this year. And I sure. still think he's on pace for forty. I don't know if he's gonna get there. I I'm hoping thirty. I think I'm gonna stick with thirty, and maybe I 40, said thirty-five. Thirty and forty assists, seventy points. I would love to see him get a point a game guy, but I just think the 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 schedule and the line mates are gonna start hurting him a little bit. Kurchev is not the guy to be playing with. I I for some reason Richardson loves him with Bedard, but I I don't know, man. I I think you got to go top heavy and. You got to get this kid. You got to get well, this kid going.
0: the The reason that they've got him playing with Bedard is because they're hoping that he can draw some interest at the deadline and they can finally drop him, up yeah. make get something for him.
1: I, I find it hilarious that you know uh, this kid went to arbitration, Kershaw, yeah. Like, what are you fighting for here? You know, like, yeah, you're you're nothing special. But he was awarded what he wanted, and it's just like, wow. He must have knew somebody in that office or something, but geez. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, um, I think that they're looking to move him. Uh, you know, it, it's because he's so streaky that, or he shows these flashes of brilliance, you know, and it just doesn't pan out, man. It, does, it's, it doesn't It does come in night in and night out. It just pops up yeah. here, and pops up there. Even with him playing with Bedard, you know, he's got speed, but um, sometimes he doesn't know what to do with it. Um, I, I mean, I I would like for, to see them move on from him. Um, I think that it's time to move on from um, Connor Murphy as well. A lot of people like him, man. A lot of people like him, but I see him get burned. I don't know why they him... like
1: him, dude. I don't know why. I like Mick Kern says on uh, XM Radio: being a good locker room guy is not a stat. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you're in the yeah. NHL. You should be a good locker room guy. As soon as you get into the league, that's what Mick Kern yeah. says, and I 100% agree with that line. And
0: yeah. well, they said on ESPN the other day, they said, "Oh, the the ever steady Connor Murphy.
1: Why are you powdering uh, this guy's ass?" Like I was I mean, like, "Hold
0: on a second here.
1: I just what? I feel like he watches the the opposite the wing the the offense. Like he'll watch." And after the fact, he'll throw a body on a guy. Like, oh, there's Connor Murphy with another hit. I'm like, sure, it's too late. He, he hit the guy after the dude shot. Like, it, it yeah. prevent scoring chances. That's the defense's job. Break out the puck. Help your goalie. Don't watch. Like, I feel like our guys are always in the slot. Watching guys take shots from the outside. Tampa had like four shots. Mrazic was on fire. Yeah, and I'm was. like, okay, what are we doing here? We need to be aggressive on the shooters here. Our wingers need to drop back and, you know, help these guys out too. Leave the defense open. I'll take a shot from the point all day opposed to shots in the slot, you know. Your, right. your, your, even your percentages are better as a goalie. You're going to stop those pucks even more than, you know, high danger scoring chances. But, geez, we got to we gotta tighten up on defense. There's so many breakdowns. And it, it starts with our veteran defensemen. Like, what are you doing? Uh, Seth yeah. Jones, counter Murphy, like the, you guys have been in the league for a while, you should know. Like th- th- sometimes they look like rookies out there, rookie defense. Yeah, I,
0: I think that they're trying to find their identity out there. I noticed today that Jones was skating with the puck a lot more, which that's his game. Yeah, he, he needs to do it. That's yeah. his game. That's what he needs to do. He tried to do a spinorama and gave it up, and then that's how they scored on the on the empty netter. But yeah. You know, it's. I understand you're trying to. I mean, I'm. I'm gonna tip my hat to him. He was trying to to make the make it over the blue line because they needed to. There's like 20 seconds left, and uh, he was doing everything he could. You know, and I'm really sick of this. Jones gets the puck. He starts skating it up. He gets past gets past the red line, and then passes it back. It's like, just make entry, dude Just make entry
1: Do you know what you gotta do on the Yeah, that's what the Hawks messed up against Tampa When they had the goalie pull, they were trying to skate Trying to have Bedard skate through Four guys at the blue line Literally on the blue line When you see that The first thing you have to do is get that puck deep And you gotta put a body on that defenseman You got to chip and chase. That's the only way. And you are not going to get through four guys. That's just great coaching by Coop. Hold the lead. Hold the line. Make them dump the puck in. And, I mean, if you skate into four guys, you're going to turn the puck over and you get an easy open netter. And it's just something that... Like, it's like these new school guys feel like they they can skate they can make create a lane you're not going to create a lane there's too many bodies out there you have to get it deep throw a body on there hope they can't you know like a big nick folino a big like a puck hound like that get on them prevention been playing good make them move the puck fast or make them ice the puck and get a face off but it's just something the Hawks, they did not do against Tampa and, you know, Hagel ended up going back and scored the open netter because they tried yeah. to skate through too many guys. But they got to they gotta get back to the basics and just, hey, we're not going to get an entry like that. We're not skilled enough for that. We got to chip and chase here, throw bodies on guys, wear them down, and then try to create offense through bad turnovers by the other team.
0: Before we get into the Predators schemes, I want to let everybody know that there's so much to be thankful for. Family, friends, food, and NFL football all week long. DraftKings Sportsbook is keeping your Thanksgiving week full of action. New customers can bet just five bucks on the NFL action to score 150 instantly in bonus bets. No matter your appetite, there's something for you. Money lines, parlays, props, props, live bets, and so much more. You name it, they've got it. All you got to do is download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code Tomahawk. New customers can bet five on the NFL Thanksgiving action to score 150 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting app partner of the NFL with code SHYTOMAHOCK. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In New York, call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. And in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. Please play responsibly. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 1 888 789 7777 or visit ccpg.org. On behalf of Boo Hill Casino and Resort, Kansas must be 21 or older in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Terms and at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. Now, Matt, the Predators. What a boring team. It was a boring game. Um, it wasn't pretty. Uh I, you know, man, I don't I don't know what direction the predators are, are going in an organization. Like are they kind of just existing to yeah, kind middle. of be there? Yep. Just yep. to be there in like that bottom sort of uh central division and then every so often, you know, they have a season where they come up and they're at the top, but they really don't do much in the playoffs. You know, like like what what's what's going on with the squad? Well
1: Barry Trotz took over as the GM, which I always been a fan of him he's a very likable coach uh now he's the GM but he's man he was Nashville's first coach i think he was there for what like 15 years 12 years or something and then he oh, went wow. to Washington and i think he won the cup i think he yeah him and Ovi won the cup that year and then they got rid of him I believe he went to the islanders and then he didn't have a job and um so then he got this gig cuz uh David Poeli the former nashville gm retired and barry trot's very familiar but the thing is they're they've always been you know defensive first and not really flashy with the offense and they got some good players you know they got that flip forsberg he could put the puck in the net and they've had really good goalies over the years i think Saros is having a very bad year not like him roman is a very good defenseman but i just think they're like bottom central now. I mean, I think other teams are getting better. Dallas and Colorado are obviously the powerhouses now. St. Louis, you never know. Sometimes they get hot. Sometimes they're really bad. And the Hawks were going to be at the bottom for a while. And Phoenix is kind of on the rise a little bit. But Nashville, yeah, they're like, I'd say the mid, middle, but leaning, dropping slowly to the bottom, I think. I think they need to figure it out and get rid of that defensive play, boring hockey and, you know, kind of join the times, I guess the run and gun, because sure. it's very boring. Like you said, it's even when I go to games and we're playing Nashville, I would try to see if I can sell those tickets or, Hey, you want to <laughs> go? I'm, I got, i busy. I don't want to, I, I'd rather go home and watch paint dry than watch the Hawks play Nashville right now because it's super boring and they're, there's really no stars over there to, like, zero in on. I mean, like, in the, I guess you could say, like, the early 2000s, they were kind of cool to watch. Remember, Stevie Sullivan would play on that team, and they had, like, Thomas Focoon, and they were kind of building a good thing. That was a little bit better, but no, man, it's it's bad. It's just very boring, and I, I they like to say, like, the Hawks were, like, their biggest rival, and it's like, Who the frick are you guys? You guys haven't done anything (laughs) to call us a rival. You haven't done anything. So just a very boring, like, kind of like, I guess you could call them the mushy middle. Like, they're not, they don't really have a direction. They're just, like you said, they're kind of existing right now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Kevin Lankinen was in goal for the Predators. He played pretty well. You know, Kevin Lankinen, man, see, the thing with him is that he can come out and do a really good performance, and maybe maybe have, like, say, three or four in a row, and then he'll come up and, you know, let five in.
1: Yeah. I don't know
0: if it's just for playing with the Blackhawks. He was the Hawks. I
1: think he was a good goalie. Yeah. I still think he's yeah, a I good goalie. I thought he goalie. was, too. He I he was the bright spot of those bad Colleton years, and poor guy <sighs> would have a good game, and he'd give up five goals, you know, and yeah. it's like, jeez, you're playing against Tampa, you know, getting lit up like 5 nothing, 5 nothing, 5 nothing. but, man, he had, like, 40 saves. But yeah, I think it was just a bad defense and older, older team we had and a horrible coach. And I think he made the right move, you know, going to Nashville, they, they really develop and make goalies pretty solid over there. It's probably a good, good move by him. And I think he's finished. So they got that little connection going on with, uh, I believe Pecorine and a lot of goalies from Finland came from Nashville and Saros might be another one, but yeah, I, I think he's a good goalie. And, you know, I, He'd probably be a starter here now, but, um, you know, in Chicago, I think so. I think if he put in his time, but it's just like, Hey, when you get lit up like that, you don't want to stay and <laughs> just totally ruin your career. You want to try to better yourself and get paid. You know, you don't want to sit here and yeah. rot away.
0: Right. Yeah, I mean, I wish him the best. I hope that you know he gets paid and and uh, but he was playing. Uh, he was playing very well today. Uh, Roman Yossi, man, he was. He's a good player. He didn't seem very noticeable to me today, though.
1: Yeah, but, I, I mean, yeah. it is what it is. Yeah, I I did not see the game today. I had to work, but uh, I did see highlights. Brutal. Yeah, I know it's the end of the year for me. It's crunch time, so I barely got time for anything. But uh, I, uh, if I'm gonna miss Nashville on a Saturday, I'm fine with that <laughs> because it's it's Nashville. It's Winnipeg South, what we call it. It's another boring team. But at least Winnipeg, you know Kyle Connor. He's just, he's exciting yeah. to watch. Connor Hellebuck in net, good goalie. And but Nashville, eh? Nobody.
0: <laughs> uh, too much work makes makes Matt a dull boy. Yeah, makes me a Nashville <laughs> Predator. <laughs> Well, hey, man, let's get on some NHL news, man. Um, Edmonton fired their goalie. Do you, now, I think that this is a bit of a, you know, like a, I don't want to say a wrong move, but this doesn't fix what's wrong with Edmonton. What's wrong with Edmonton is their roster, not necessarily their coaching.
1: Yeah, well, it, it's kind of funny. The the head coach gets fired, and then they win the next two games, and, I mean, it's the same system, same players, and the coach was probably like you gotta be kidding me boys i mean i've been yeah. trying to get this out of you all season and now you start playing and unfortunately that's what it takes because you're not going to fire a player it's usually the coach that goes first and then the management you know and the players are pretty protected now so uh i think jack campbell was kind of a victim of that too i mean he's he wasn't playing good to begin with but They sent a message by sending him down. That's got to sting, you know, your ego and your your confidence. That's that sucks. But yeah, the bottom line is you can't rely on McDavid and dry side all the time. And Hey, they're slow right now. They're having a slow start and it's up to the other, you know, teammates to step up and kind of like, Hey, we got you. We got you until you get your game back. We got you. But nobody is. And they're, I think they got the same record as the Blackhawks right now. I think they're five and ten and they just they dropped uh to Tampa Bay tonight. Kucherov with another three points. This guy's on fire. But um yeah, man, I I, I think it had to be done. You you gotta try and shake things up. There's no excuse why this team shouldn't be at the top of the Pacific. You know, with Vegas and LA and Vancouver. They they should be there with that with the two best players in the world and they're not so yeah. They they had to do something, and if this keeps happening, you're probably going to see some guys start moving, which is not a good sign for you know your star players because it's you're starting to lose your supporting cast because they're not going to move those two, so you're going to start losing some other guys like New Hopkins, and you know maybe as uh, Zach Hyman is, Darnell Nurse is making nine million nine point five I think actually, and he's just not that good of a, as as a defenseman and. They got to figure it out, man.
0: He gets a lot of hate.
1: All those defensemen do that year. The year of the defensemen, Seth Jones got his big deal, and then Darnell Nurse got his, and then Kale McCarr signs cheaper, and this guy's light years better than both of them. It's just crazy, that money that was thrown around that summer.
0: Yeah, and it's funny because all of them were defensemen.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that was the summer of the defense. Yep, for sure.
0: So, what do you think about Milan Lucic? Uh, got into a little bit of trouble this past weekend. They say that it was, uh, it was a, just dis- you know, um, what was it? Domestic. What they call the domestic yeah. disturbance? Yeah. Got his mugshot taken. Holy shit! Have you ever seen his nose?
1: It's pretty crooked. Yeah. It it's is, Owen man. Wilson Holy like. smoke. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but, he got a. Uh, no, he's tough, dude. He's in some trouble. He
1: should have signed with us. It wouldn't have happened. He could be protecting Connor out there, but he wanted to go back home with Boston and the virtue signalers like, oh, Chicago's so bad. And look (laughs) at now they got one of these guys. I wonder what they're going to I wonder how they're going to handle it, because Boston's another town that thinks they're the center of the sports world and we're better than everybody type of thing. So I wonder how they handle this. I wonder if they're going to give this guy a pass or.
0: Well, I'll tell you what, dude. Boston has won some championships. Sure. So if there is sure. a if there is a town, I I I think that can do that. I would say it's Boston, but still, dicks. Uh, New York. New York does it even more.
1: Yeah, they suck. <laughs> I I I'm um, just not East Coast guy, and I never will be. I just think the arrogance. Yeah. They think like like once it once you hit like Lake Michigan, there's no country. It's just the East Coast. Like, oh, we're the best. Okay that's fine you could think that
0: so, so it looks like boston has um you know he's kind of separated for the team long for term. now and yeah. so I yeah until term. that gets worked out that's that's kind of brutal yeah it but sucks. hey at least it's not it needs a to star be investigated. you know it needs it needs to be investigated you know and yeah. made sure that everything's kosher before he comes back it's just pretty unfortunate it's not going to hurt so, them. Though.
1: They're still. I still think they're the best team in probably the NHL right now. They're just the most complete yeah. team. It, it is a distraction, but I think Boston, as much as I hate like the East Coast and all those teams, but they they are a very structured team. They got two very good goalies, good defense, good coaching staff, and you know they, they lost Brad Marchand. Oh, I'm sorry, uh, uh, Patrice Bergeron and uh, yeah, David Krejci, and they're still good. And I think they're at the top of their division right now. And then you got the Rangers. They're in the top of their division. It could be like a uh, Boston Ranger Eastern Conference Final, the way it's going. Both of the teams are playing very well.
0: Ah, dude, these two teams got to make it out of the first round first. That's
1: true. They got to make some noise. But they're as far as season play, they're, they're very, very good.
0: Moving on to William Nylander has a memorable memorable trip to Sweden. Three point night by the forward against the Red Wings, and Alex DeBrinket wearing number ninety three for the Red Wings. He's having a pretty good year. Uh, hat off to him. You know, I was I didn't want him to go to the Red Wings, but I know that he's from Michigan, and I'm happy for him, yeah, man. I like you kid. know, I like him. Yeah, I don't I don't want to see Kaner go there. Because there was rumors yep. about the Keener going to the Red Wings, Toronto. I don't know how the hell that's going to happen. Dallas, and uh, I still think Dallas. Dallas. And, and there's some, uh, there's some uh, experts, the Buffalo, Buffalo Sabers. Yeah,
1: Sabers. You're right. But there's some experts thinking Carolina is in the mix too, to get that game breaker in the playoffs that they desperately need. And I, I found yeah, that they interesting. Do. I, I found that very interesting. But uh, for some reason, I got I just feel like he's going to go to Dallas.
0: I I don't know. Do you think that Carolina could be in the sweepstakes for Nylander? For Nylander or Kane? Uh, I was thinking for Nylander or Kane. Oh, um... Because, like you said, they they need a game-breaker bad, and I know that Nylander is looking to get paid, and he's looking to make Mitch Marner money, and they can't afford that.
1: Dude, I don't know what the Leafs are going to do. This guy, like, all, like, the reports I'm seeing... He's like a rock star in Sweden, man. They love him. Like He's like the man over there with this. Uh, wow. Did you hear he bought like, like 200 tickets for his family for these games? No. And they said, like, you can't really do that. Like, you get like a certain amount per family, I guess. I, I don't really know too much about it. But when you're like the opposing team, you have to buy your seats and stuff. I don't know how it works in Sweden. But, dude, this guy spent a lot of cash probably to get his family and friends there, but man, I, I yeah, I don't, going back though to Toronto, man, I don't know. They're they they got to make a decision. This this guy he's a superstar dude. He's a point of game guy and a playoff performer. Sure, they call him lazy at times, but I mean you're under the microscope in Toronto. I, I mean if your skate lace is like yellow or whatever, they're gonna they're gonna call it out. That's how crazy <laughs> they are. But, right. yeah, I, I think Carolina would be a good place for him. And I think they yeah. have cap space. And, I mean, they're going to probably have to move somebody on the on the current team. But if you're bringing in that guy, man, that's, that would be dangerous. Him with Sebastian Ajo and maybe Tebu Teravainen, they kind of got that same style of uh, European type of guy, the skill, the yeah. passing. I think he'd fit right in. And even if you brought Kaner in there, too, Ugh. it's a playoff guy. Cater is yeah. a playoff guy, showtime. Uh, yeah, Rod Brendamore needs a guy like that. A guy in a, a good locker room guy, like we just talked about. They but need Kater somebody. backs it
0: up. They need somebody to break break through games for them, man. Because it's the same thing. You know, they need a goal, you know, in the playoffs, and they can't get one from anybody. Well, I think their problem I'll, is the
1: goaltending.
0: They're always hurt. Yeah. And they're throwing
1: a young kid in there. Yeah, he does good, but. I mean, against them, an elite team like in the second round, you got to think they're going to get to the second round. They're just that good of a team. You're playing an even better team in the second round. And usually they just get their asses handed to them because Anderson's hurt or Ranta's hurt. Ranta pulled his groin again. You know, I mean, these guys get hurt too much. That's why I was hoping, yeah. like, hey, the, you know, Connor Hellebuck was available and he ended up and staying, signing seven years or something with the Jets. But now, the goalie that's out there is John Gibson the, for, from the Ducks. He's another good goalie. That's something that Carolina should consider. Even Peter Morasic, I think me and you talked about this. He, he's, right. he's got some history there and he played very well there. And I think Rod Brendamore really likes him. That's another guy you kind of keep your eye on. I mean, that's, I think that's Carolina's problem. And, you know, Max Pacioretty's on the team. He gets hurt too much. He ain't going to be a game breaker in the playoffs because he's going to be hurt. So you might right. want to consider getting a going for a guy like Kane and trying and keeping your eye out for a another goalie because you got to think Anderson's going to go down sooner or later.
0: Yeah, it's got to. So Nikita Kucherov is uh, sitting atop top of points right now, twenty seven points. Man, this guy's really lighting it up. JT Miller's number two with twenty seven points um Elias Peterson 27 Quinn Hughes 27 man what a year Quinn Hughes is having so far man what
1: a year the Vancouver Canucks you got uh, 2 yeah. 3 and 4 and one's a defenseman sitting at the top of right. the league points he's a freaking what a for that squad they fired Bruce yeah, Boudreau last year and they 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 figured it out man
0: yeah they they fired Boudreau they moved their captain Bo Horvat yep and and, uh, and you know they're they're looking pretty this year so far. What's up with JT uh,
1: Miller, man? Like every year we hear it, he's going to get moved at the deadline. This guy's number two in points right now, tied for yeah. one actually. I'm sorry, we got we got four yeah. one through four. It's a four way tie. tie. It's a
0: four way tie between Quinn Hughes, uh, Elias Peterson, yeah. JT Miller, and Nikita Kucherov. Nylander's right there, 25 points at number five. That we were just talking about him. Uh, crazy well, man. Look at the goals, uh, man. Yeah, Five goals, point we goals. The Kucherov with 13, Kucherov, Sam Reinhardt, didn't see that coming, Brock Bosser, Kyle Connor, and Austin Matthews, man. Matthews started uh, off really,
1: there. really hot, really hot, and it's kind of slowing down a bit, but I think he'll get it going. I think he's going to be the one on top with goals. He's just too dang good, and he shoots too much. But Cooch like man, Kuch is scary, but Elias Pettersson, dude, he... He's Vancouver's like, man, this kid's a stud and he's yeah. got some good line mates. Look, he's got J I'm guaranteed. He's playing JT Miller, Quinn Hughes on the power play on the back end. This guy's going to win the Norris if he keeps going. This is insane. But man, how about Vancouver? The losers of right now? I can't believe Vancouver, that turnaround they had They're They're right up there with Vegas and it's going to be, it's probably going to be Vegas, Vancouver. And I'm, I'm thinking LA is going to be the one, two, three for the Pacific. And then, you got to think, hey, Dallas, Colorado, maybe Winnipeg or Minnesota for, for the Central, and maybe we'll get a wild card sneak in from somebody. But I think it's Vancouver. It's going to be the Vancouver and uh, Vegas show, though, out out west, way out west.
0: Yeah. Um, man, I wanted to honorable mention Connor Bedard with nine goals. Uh, man, he's out there with the big boys, man, doing his thing. By himself. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look at look at the top guys in points.
1: Their partners are up there with them. You know, Willie at twenty five points, and look at his his buddy Austin Matthews got thirteen. A lot of these points are coming from the power play, dude. There, these guys are all they capitalize on the power play, and I feel yeah. like there's been a lot of penalties this year. I don't know about you, but they're calling everything. Like some some calls are incredibly weak. But you notice these teams, they take advantage. Like, the the percentages now are, like, 27% the best teams on the power play.
0: That's right. insane,
1: dude. That's, like, unheard of. And, like, I think Bruce Boudreaux was talking on the radio the other day about his team. He had the best power play when in 2010, I believe, the year the Hawks won. He was Vancouver's coach. That's when he had, you know... Ovechkin Prime, you know, he had freaking right. backstrom he had Semmon, he had all Mike Green, a power play guy on the back end, and yeah, they were at twenty-six percent. And the next guy close to them was I believe he said it was seventeen percent, but now a lot of these guys are at twenty seven percent, like and there's like ten teams. So it's been a lot of penalties and a lot of teams really, really practicing their power play and they're capitalizing. So it's a big part of that. Like, if you look at these guys' stats, a lot of their points are power play points.
0: Crazy, man. Crazy. The Rangers are 11-2. and Last season, the expectations were super high, and they got bounced in the first round. This season feels a little bit different with Laviolette as the coach. Um, I think that the message is clear in the locker room. Like, hey, uh, we need to stop drinking our Kool-Aid, and we need to get to work. And I think that's what they're doing. Um, this is a team, man, that they need playoff success. You know, sitting on top of their division, yeah, sure, that's nice, but they need to get to the second round or even even the third round, man, because they got to win. They are drinking. Yeah, they got to. They win. got win, to win.
1: Their window is I mean, they're yeah.
0: They've been playing. They've been paying Pattern a lot of money. He needs to step up in the playoffs. And uh, you know what? Hopefully that they've. Well, not hopefully, but. It's looking like they're riding the ship, maybe shaving his head has helped. and um, this team is, uh, is, is, is turning it around, man. The East is deep. It just seems that some of these teams they just fall off the end when it comes to playoff time.
1: Yeah, man, I mean, look at look at the teams. You, you, like we talked about Boston, Toronto, you got Tampa, you got the Rangers, the Carolina. And there are so many good teams here that are like they, they think they're contenders, you know.
0: All of those teams that you just mentioned were bounced in in uh, the second round or sooner. Yeah, except
1: Tampa. But, yeah. yeah, Tampa, I still think, like, they're just so dangerous still. And people are, like, writing them off. And, like, look at Cooch. He's getting hot. And Stamkos is kind of quiet, but he's been healthy. And once, I, I'm telling you, once they get Vasi back and nut, I... I they're still scary to me. Uh, Florida Panthers, another team that, you know, they're pretty good. They, they made it the final last year. I don't think they're going to do that again, but they're still a solid team.
0: You don't think they're going to surprise anybody? No, I don't think that's going to happen
1: again. I think that was just kind of a fantasy run by Bobrowski. And I just don't see that happening again, but um, yeah, but as for the Rangers, dude, this is, this has got to be it. You got, I mean, they brought in Jonathan Quick as a good backup for Shesterkin. I thought that was really smart. This guy knows how to win, you know, Stanley Cups. He's got two at L.A. Right. And actually, I'm sorry, he's got three. He was three. he was with L- uh, Vegas last year as a backup. I don't think he got yeah. much playing time, but his name is still on that cup. So,
0: still got another ring.
1: He's a very that, com- that comes apart very good goalie, <laughs> and I-, I think you got to get him some quality starts here and keeps just you know under i think he played man i think he won. 60 games did he play you got to try to get that to 50 you know he's got to have yeah he's got he needs 45. more rest the playoffs he's yeah you, he needs more rest he's not marty broder where that guy could play 75 freaking games and win 40 it's just insane yeah but i think that's the problem he runs out of gas and the offense kind of slows down him and lafreniere has been good he's kind of found his game uh, Capo Kako still trying to find it and it takes a while sometimes for some guys and hopefully he does, but, um, job and, you know, the bread man shaving his head. Maybe that was a good thing. He's a KGB agent now. He's all serious, <laughs> but he could still play. He's a gamer, but he's got to do it in the playoffs and that's something yeah. he hasn't done.
0: Well, everybody. me and matt would like to wish you guys a happy thanksgiving thank you for sticking with us thank you for listening to us all of our listeners we're very very appreciative Uh, you know we love doing the podcast and uh and hearing from you guys so if you want hit us up on on twitter uh we'd love to talk to you and have a great holiday weekend this is the tomahawk and we're out of here